Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I'm Nikki Cross and today I want to talk to you about the stories in your head, the beliefs, the stories, the rules that you are holding to be true that may potentially not just be limiting you, but may be fucking you royally over. So let's get into that. But before we do, two th- a couple of things actually. Firstly, I just want to say a huge thank you for all of the love on the last episode. Um, In the last episode, if you haven't listened to it, it's such a good one. It's such a pleasure and a privilege to bring my one-to-one clients to the Inner Work Conversation and have just a candid chat about their experience with coaching with me and for me to hear about their experience. So if you haven't already listened to that, may I recommend that you do. And for those of you who have listened, I am glad that you enjoyed it. The chat was with Chloe, who is from Studio Chloe David. She is a revered wedding photographer. And it was a big week for her last week. She not only came on the Inner Work Conversation, but was also featured in Vogue. I do not know which is better. I I imagine getting featured on the Inner Work Conversation was definitely above being featured in Vogue, don't you? Um, (laughs) But anyway, it was really, it was really great. And I'm just really pleased that when I bring these conversations to the Inner Work Conversation, that you guys are enjoying them and that you benefit from hearing them. Because I think sometimes, even if you're not going to come and work with me in any way, shape or form, sometimes it's just reassuring and empowering to hear someone else's journey and what they were with, (laughs) what they have been experiencing and what they have had to work through and how that's rippled out in business for them. So thank you so much for the feedback on that. Um, Coming up, so I'm just going to signpost you to what is, what's been and what's coming up. Coming up, I'm going to be revealing some stuff on the next episode or two. Um, Listen, it's a really vibrant time in business for me at the moment. I find this every every year, October, November, December. I When people say this is the time of year that things start winding down, I'm like, not for me. <laughs> not for me as in in here, in my inner world and also out there in business. And I don't know, I've I've been thinking about this and on the topic of today, like the stories we hold to be true in my learning and development career, which if you do, if you don't know me, I have worked in learning and development since I was 18. I've got an 18 year career before starting my own business in learning and development. And around the end of the year, it's a really busy time, a really busy time because whether you work for yourself or you work for an organization, it's always the time of year that you are in. I would say like the most service to those you serve in that people are really taking stock of how the year has gone for them, their budgets, um, what the learning and development requirements are for the upcoming year. And to be honest, I haven't found any different running my own business. And on the inside for me personally, I just find that this time of year, I think it's my season. I think that whatever season we're in, I think it's autumn. Is it autumn? I don't know. This is definitely my season. That whole feeling of thing, allowing things to fall away that no longer serve you, taking the lessons and the wisdom forward and just preparing to let things go and create anew. Um, and on that note, I am going to be introducing the Inner Work Club. So at the moment, 
you have been listening to 199 episodes of the Inner Work Conversation. And in episode 200, which is coming up, I'm going to be introducing a new space called the Inner Work Club. I'm not going to say too much about it right now. I am going to link in the show notes for any of you who would like to register your interest, or if you're listening to this in the future, that link will take you straight to joining the Inner Work Club. What I will say is, I have been working on this for years. And I don't mean that as in I have been actively working on this. What I do mean is this is a culmination of everything that I have learned, everything that I know works with my clients and leaving out the fluff, leaving out the stuff that I know isn't as valuable. And what I've done is I've basically created a space where you can come and be supported in ways that you just I don't believe this type of support is found elsewhere. And I, I I know that's a bold statement, but I say it because the amount of clients who are in my group space at the moment. So if you have been listening to the Inner Work conversation for a little while, you'll know that I've run the Thrive First Method and that's not going anywhere. So the Thrive First Method will be housed inside the Inner Work Club. Um, and we will be practicing a lot of the Thrive First method in there, but it's so much less theory focused and less material focused and more so led by your experiences in life and business. In, I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I keep saying, I'm not going to say too much, <laughs> but here I am saying more. In the Inner Work Club, there is so much more tailored support to you so much more live coaching. And one of the things that I have gathered over the last three years of running my own business is the power of hearing other people being coached. What I could never have planned for is whether you are self-employed or employed, all of us have our own inner work. And it doesn't matter if you're dealing with clients or you're dealing with teammates or you're dealing with team members or a mix of all of the three. Whatever, wherever you go, there you are. And whenever we are dealing with other people, we're also dealing with ourselves. And that's what this whole episode that I'm going to get into, I promise you in a minute, that's what this whole episode is about. Wherever you go, there you are. And you hold stories and beliefs and rules to be true about yourself and about the world around you. And if those stories and beliefs and rules are limiting and disempowering, you best believe that that is going to ripple out into life and into business. And my job in the Inner Work Club is going to be bringing you closer to a version of yourself who is more empowered to navigate life and business powerfully so that you are in alignment with what is true for you and making decisions that you can stand behind and so much more. So I'm not, I am, I promise I'm going to move on now. I'm not going to say too much more about it. What I do want to say is if you have been considering working with me, may I recommend that you either book in a quick chat, you message me or just for you to go and register your interest in the Inner Work Club. So all that said, let's get into the episode, shall we? Now, I do want to say before I get into the content here, at the end of this episode, I am going to be um, mentioning some recommended episodes. So I've got one, two, three, four episodes that I believe support the content of today's um, episode. How many times can I say episode? I want to talk to you about the stories in your head that are potentially limiting you and fucking you over. But when I was preparing this for you to this content for you today, I was thinking about, okay, well, 
this is all very well and good, like highlighting what could be happening for you. And as always with the inner work conversation with these podcast episodes, what I'm wanting to do is bring the good stuff for free. I am very aware that there are some of you out there who it's not within your financial resources to come and do this work with me. And so there, it's mutually beneficial for me to give you some of this stuff for free. Mutually beneficial, by the way, for two reasons. First reason, I know that if you are benefiting from doing this work, I know from my my side of the coin, I know that you are going to recommend this material on. I know that you are going to send it on to a friend, a colleague, a family member. And that is that is helping me to grow my audience. And number two, if you do decide and you have got the financial resources to come and work with me, every single piece of the work that you do from the Inner Work Conversation is preparing you for working with me. Every single one of my one-to-one clients started off listening to this podcast that you're listening to right now. And because they did the work, because they understood the concepts that I talk about, it meant that they were coming to my door from a different level. That's the only way that I can explain it. And so the episodes that I'm going to recommend at the end of this episode, I highly recommend that you you take some time for yourself with a glass of wine or a hot cup of tea or a coffee or whatever you want and do this work because the episodes I'm going to be recommending, they are like mini workshops and they're free, right? Only going to cost you your time. And remember, the work doesn't work if you don't do the work, okay? So let's get in. The majority of the work that I do, the basis of the work that I do is all around your relationship with yourself. So if you come to the table and you say, do you know what, Nick? I just keep procrastinating. I just keep self-sabotaging. I'm just so full of self-doubt. I will listen to how that's playing out circumstantially in business usually and what that's causing you in your inner world and what you're experiencing and what you're going through and how that's impacting negatively your relationships and your business results. But what I will always, always be keeping my beady little eyes out on, like a magpie, is what's underneath all of that. If you imagine like the whole iceberg model, right? What is underneath all of that? And what I always recognize is underneath your circumstantial story that is playing out right now and causing you discomfort and pain, there is always stories, beliefs, and rules that you are holding to be true about yourself and about the world of business around you. And so what I want to do in this episode is raise your awareness to prepare you for the four episodes I'm going to recommend you go off and listen to after this one. So let's start with you. Let's start with the beliefs you hold to be true about who you are and about yourself. The easiest way for me to get you thinking about the stories you hold to be true about you is for me to ask you to think about the thing that you're not doing that you want to be doing and tell me the reason why. Now, obviously, this is a podcast episode. You can't speak back to me. (laughs) Well, you can, but I'm not going to hear you. And what I would be doing if I was with you is I would listen to your answer and I'd be like, okay, cool. And why is that? And why? And why is that? and dig a little bit deeper. Why is that? And eventually what we'll get down to is your stories that you hold to be true about yourself. And these stories, they can be different versions of, I am not enough. I'm not enough. I'm too this. I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm too hormonal. I'm too emotional. I'm too disorganized. I'm too ADHD. I'm too scatty. I'm too weak. I'm too flaky. There will be an underlying story 
that you tell yourself and hold to be true about yourself. And that will be the underlying reason why you're getting stuck, why you're feeling as much self-doubt as you're feeling. Now, this isn't the same as objective and true self-doubt, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, but there will be stories that are going on within you. And those stories, like they, they literally could be everything, anything. They could be, I'm the one that needs to be responsible for everyone else, or I am the irresponsible one, or it could literally could be anything. I don't know because I don't know you, or I might know you, <laughs> but I can't hear you. And what I'm always getting at with my own clients is what's underneath all of that? What stories are there? What are you telling yourself through the beliefs you hold to be true about yourself that you're unable to do? And the problem with I'm to this or I'm not enough that or I'm unable to do this. The problem with that thinking is that it's fixed. It's not, and I want to be clear on this. People have a have a hard time recognizing that identity work is not that hard to overcome. It's not. When you know your skills and when you know what you're doing and when you have a toolkit to support someone through their identity work, it's not okay, let me put it like this. It's not easy overriding, let's say you're 36 listening to this. It's not easy overriding 36 years of you telling yourself you're just a bit shit or you're not enough. It's not going to be easy. Yes, there is going to need to be persistence. And this is where it shits me. I'm not, I'm not going to hold back in this episode. It really fucking shits me when people say things like, I'll just wait till I've got the house move out the way, or we're doing a renovation at the moment. So I'm just going to put all this off. And I'm going to focus on myself in the new year or whatever it fucking is. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> you are not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. Wherever you go, there you are. You cannot escape yourself. So why are you putting this work off? And I, I truly believe that people put this work off because they believe that it's going to be heavy and hard. It doesn't have to be heavy and hard. If you know what you're doing, which I fucking do, let me support you, <laughs> then it's not going to be heavy and hard, right? So I just want to be really clear before I move on to the next bit. The problem with those things that I'm to this or that I'm not enough that or that I'm unable to because is all of these things label yourself with a full stop and you're not done. You're still growing. You're still evolving. So why the fuck are you putting a label on yourself, believing that to be the truth, fact, objective truth, when actually you are subject to change? You are allowed to change your mind at the drop of a hat. And when it comes to identity work, you, it doesn't work like that. It's not a switch that can be flipped for so many reasons, more than just yourself. Like think about the people in your life and in business that relate to you, that that interact with you on a daily basis. If you literally flicked a switch overnight, it, they'd just be like, well, who the fuck is this? <laughs> and why are you behaving so differently? There are so many reasons why identity shift work doesn't happen overnight. But the thing that shits me is that people cling on to the limiting beliefs that they hold to be true about themselves and we don't like to be wrong. Let's have it right. We don't like to be wrong, but they hold on to them. I believe because it enables you to avoid the difficult things. And I believe that because I've experienced it. I've experienced it in my clients and I've experienced it in myself. I cannot tell you how long I clung for dear life onto stories that I held to be so true 
so true about myself. I'm not enough. I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm too much in this. I'm too much that. And really, when I looked at why I was clinging on for dear life to those stories, they were comfortable, even though they were shitty. And they allowed me to avoid the really uncomfortable work. And they allowed me to avoid stepping into my brilliance. That's the truth, stepping in. And by the way, I just, this isn't one of the episodes that I've included at the end. But if you are in that place, may I boldly recommend, strongly recommend that you go ahead and listen to episode 156, because that specific episode will challenge the fuck out of you if you are holding back your brilliance. It's episode 156, Are You Holding Back Your Brilliance? Um, I think that that's going to be a really powerful episode for you to listen to. But anyway, the problem with this way of thinking, we know why we're doing it. The problem is it treats it like it's just fixed. It's just the way that you are and the way that you will always be. And that's fucking bollocks. You can change. You do change. Of course you change. Why, why would you believe that something, some part, some aspect of you is fixed? Please don't. Please don't do that. Instead, please open yourself up just to the idea, be curious about the idea that actually those beliefs that you hold to be true about yourself can change. You can adopt a growth mindset over a fixed one. A fixed one says, this is the way that I am and will always be. And it was the way that my mum was or my dad was. And it's the way that we are in this industry. And it's just the way that I am. A growth mindset says, yeah, I'm working on that. Yeah, I'm learning how to do more of that. Yeah, I'm practicing this. Like when I talk about myself in business now, there are some aspects of business that even now I am still learning. I am still developing mastery in them. And I like to say I'm practicing that at the moment. I'm learning that still because it reminds me, it humbles me. This is why I love running so much. I hate running and I love running because it fucking humbles me. I am not a runner. You are not a runner. We are only running, or I am only ever running to humble the fuck out of myself, to show myself that, A, my mind will tell me I cannot do things that I can. I literally can't, but my mind is going to jump in and be like, no, you fucking can't. Am I going to listen to it? It's a practice being able to be with yourself in that way. I know I'm going off on a right tangent. It's a cul-de-sac. We're going to in it and we're going to come back out of it as quickly as we went in. But I'm going to talk about this for a minute. The running thing, it humbles me and it reminds me that we are always growing. We are, even if we hold a belief to be true about ourselves, such as I couldn't do 5K, I bet you could. I bet you could. I never used to think I could do 5K until I ran the slowest I could possibly run. Then 5K was fucking easy. And yeah, it was a really slow running time, but I can get faster. Anyway, coming back out of that cul-de-sac, growth mindset versus fixed mindset, please assess your situation. The other thing that I wanted to talk about just on you before I move into the rules that you hold to be true about business and just highlight this one is how you perceive things are going. I think this is such an important one to acknowledge in this episode. When we think about what is true, right? A lot of the time, if I was to say to you, how are things going at the moment? How is business going at the moment? A lot of the time, your answer will be fueled by how you feel. 
One of the first books that I read when I was in my learning and development career was a book called The E-Myth by, I think it's Michael Gerber. And it's not a book that I'd recommend, to be completely honest. It's a bit outdated. But one of the concepts that he teaches in this book is the concept that when you are in a leadership position, so whether that's running your own business, whether you're a director within a business, whatever, when you're in a leadership position, you're wearing three hats at any one given time. You are wearing the CEO hat, which is the visionary. They are the one that's like, let's break all the fucking rules and let's vision the future. That mountain over there, that's the one that we're going to climb the CEO hat. You're also wearing the manager hat. The manager hat is the one that sorts out, this is how much time we have. This is how much energy we have. This is how much quality that needs to be in our work. This is the results that we need to produce. The manager, they they manage the work, right? So you've got the CEO, the dreamer, the visionary. You've got the manager who is there to develop confines and processes and systems and KPIs and keep everyone accountable. And then you've got what he calls the engineer, but I like to call it the worker. Then you've got the worker. So you've got these three hats. The worker, by the way, they just love to fucking do the job. They love to do the job. I remember when I was a learning and development consultant within a recruitment company. So I've never personally done recruitment myself, but I was the learning, I was the people performance director for their business. And I remember looking at the managers in that business and thinking, oh my God, no one prepared you to be a leader. You are just a really fucking good recruiter who got promoted to a manager. You never got given any leadership training, never mind management training, but you're expected to wear these three hats. What's the vision for your what's the vision for your division? Your 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 little department there. Oh, well, I want to achieve this and this. I don't want to take over the world. Great. So that's the CEO, right? The manager is the one that needs to manage the work set the results, achieve the results, achieve the outcomes. But they were also required to be a recruiter as well. If you are running your own business, if you are a director or someone in a business that is responsible not only for leading people and managing people, but also um, delivering results, you will too have to wear these three hats. And what that made me realize is, oh, sorry, I'm telling you this story for a reason, yeah? That's the reason why. What it made me realize is when I was in that job, and one of the one of the parts of that job in the recruitment agency was um, facilitating people's probation periods. So recruiters would come in and they'd have a six month probation period. And I would be in that probation meeting and I would say to them, hey, hi, how are you doing? And they'd be like, well, I, th- I think I'm doing well. And I'd be like, no, that's not good enough. That is that isn't good enough. How are you doing? How are you performing? And if they couldn't say to me. I am doing specifically this well or or failing or I am X percent to target. And here's like, I wanted to know, do you know how you're doing? And if you don't, that's not on you. That's on your manager. You need to know in any given moment how business is going. You need to know that hard, cold facts you need to know it. So for my clients, I have two tools that I will use. I use supportive structures. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about that actually. And I also use uh, success evaluation, which I know I've spoken about in another episode. But supportive structures, everyone that I work with is different. Some of them are directors in businesses. Some of them are business owners. It doesn't really matter what your position as long. The only requirement to work with me is that you have complete autonomy over the way that you spend your time and the decisions that you make, right? 
And supportive structures are things that we put in place to help you realize that you are the CEO, the manager, and the worker. And self-supportive structures help give you the tools to actually measure how you are doing. You are performance managing you. Like when I speak to teams of managers and I'm like, how's performance management going? They Their answer to me will be, oh, well, I'm not performance managing anyone at the moment. And I'm like, why the fuck not? You should be. Performance management isn't only there for when shit's hitting the fan and going wrong. Performance management is there so that we can all thrive in business. We can all do well. Performance management is something that I do on myself. I need to know cold, hard facts about how my business is performing, how I am performing in business. Even if, even if, so I've got some clients, right, who it's not as simple as that. Their work is not sell five bananas a day kind of work. It's different. Like their work, their project spans over years. And I'm like, okay, cool. But how are you going about your week? And they're like, well, I've just got a to-do list and it's never ending. And I'm like, that's going to fuck you over, isn't it? Because you never quite know how you're doing. We have to find some supportive structures that you can confine yourself within supportively, not limiting, not um, like straitjacket confining you, right? We have to find some way of you knowing how well you're doing, right? And then success evaluation, when things do go well, you need to know how did that go well? Too many people that I work with are answering the question, how is business going based on feelings? You have to know. So when something goes well, I do not want any of my clients thinking that that was a fluke. I don't want any of my clients thinking that that just happened. It was an it was a happy accident that they can never reproduce. I want them to acknowledge their part that they play in that good stuff happening for them in business. And so I make available a success evaluation so that they understand what they did, self-reflect, and they can understand what they did that contributed to those successful outcomes. So important. It's important because, like three reasons off the top of my head, just really quickly. It's important because when we don't know how we're doing, normally what we'll fall back on is how we feel we're doing. And because we've got these stories that we believe to be true about ourselves that are usually a bit shitty, and also a lot of us, myself, we're hormonal, we have feelings, we have circumstantial stuff going on in life that means that we have to navigate it and it makes us feel like shit or we haven't eaten enough and we're hungry or whatever. Because those things happen and we don't know how we are doing, normally it falls back to how we feel like we're doing. And if we feel like we're doing shit, that's the point where we fall prey to the quick fixes, the just tell me what to do. Let me buy the five-step process course. And normally, like you probably heard in Chloe's episode in the last episode, you've got to find the ways that work for you. But you can't find the ways that work for you when you're looking for a quick fix and someone else's five-step proven scheme that worked for them, but probably won't work for you. And that's when we fall prey of that is when we don't know how we're factually doing and we're just basing it on how we feel. And then another one that I could think of off the top of my head is we fall we fall prey of our own shitty stories. And what what happens is like, how is business going? Oh, not very good. Oh, that's it's happening because I'm to this, I'm to that, I'm not enough this, I'm not enough that. And what I see my clients doing at that point is trying to fix the problem at the wrong 
place. They're trying to fix a part of themselves when actually the problem is they're just not doing a certain activity. And that's the last point that I want to make here as well is there's certain times when I think I'm doing things in my business and I look back at it and I'm not. So I, earlier on in the year, my business took a revenue dip and I looked at it and it was like, why do, let me try and make this make sense. And what I actually realized is I thought I'd been promoting things. I hadn't been. I looked at my Instagram feed. I looked at my stories. I looked at the podcast episodes. I hadn't been promoting any of my services. So without these cold hard facts of what needs to be done and where we actually are, where we actually are in business, without them, we just feel and that's really risky because normally our feelings are based on some really shitty thoughts that we hold to be true about ourselves. How you perceive yourself and who you are. I hope that that was enough in the episode to help you reflect on how are you navigating all of this stuff? How do you perceive perceive yourself <laughs> self how do you perceive yourself to be what stories are you holding to be true about you and how you objectively navigate in business are you if i was to ask you the question how's things going how's business going would it be based on circumstantial recent events and how you feel and how hormonal you are or would it base, be based on cold hard facts or a mix of the two you know because feelings are important too And then lastly, all I want to finish off this episode with is the rules that you hold to be true about business. There are so, there's so much bullshit that I hear when clients join, particularly my one-to-one experience. And I'm like, okay, tell me about your pricing structure. And they're like, well, um, I'm going to put my pricing up when I hit 2000 followers on Instagram, or I'm going to raise my prices when I've booked four more things. And I just want to caveat all of this by saying, Developing appropriate integrity and skill and mastery in what you do is the paramount of the foundation of how you carve out your place in business, right? So for me, I know that I price myself with a price and with uh, structures behind my service offerings that I feel really proud of. And I feel like it's an appropriate energetic exchange. And I feel like it's appropriate based on the experience and what I can bring to the table. So it's not plucked out of thin air, right? I do feel that's really important for me to point out before I say what I'm about to say. Oh, the song though. Don't say what you're about to say. Sorry, I had to do that. Um, Back to the episode. <laughs> there are too many people just conjuring up bullshit rules in business. And I want to call you out if you're doing that. If you're like, well, in my industry, it's done this way. You know, we have to do an Instagram account. We have to do X amount of reels and we have to use these hashtags. Or another rule that I hear is you can only have X when Y. Like you can only do this when that. Or where I'm from, we do things like this. Or we expect that. Or in my industry, it works like this. Or you've got to be or do or look like this to get that. I'm not saying that there isn't some truth in some of that. I'm just, I just want to be really clear. I'm not saying that there aren't standards within your industry or that there isn't in some industries, certain amounts of time served and things like that. What I'm calling out on, and you know, you know the difference. What I'm calling you out on here is the rules that you set out that don't bear, they don't, they're not true. You've just made them up. 
And you've made them up because you're avoiding stepping out of the status quo and claiming what is rightfully yours. And you're you're avoiding the discomfort of the work that needs to be done by just slapping a blanket statement rule on it and being like, oh yeah, I'll do it when. I'll do X. I'll raise my prices when it's 2024. Why? (laughs) Why? Why have you got 10 price guides? Why are you doing X, Y, and Z? Why are you waiting to whatever, to whatever, you know? It's so important to look at your silly rules. And I say silly rules. I'm trying to be... Um, I'm trying to prod you right now. I am trying to do that because I'm wanting you to see that there are things that you're telling yourself about business, rules that you're telling yourself about business that just aren't founded. They're just not. And I'm wanting you to call yourself out on them because it doesn't serve you to operate within them. It just doesn't. And so I hope that what I've brought to you in this episode is a bit of awareness. I hope I've raised your awareness about the stories you're holding me to be true about yourself and the beliefs that you're holding to be true about yourself and how they might potentially be limiting your potential and your experiences. I want business to be an adventure for you. I want you to meet life. I want you to, instead of running away from experiences that might be difficult or might actually bring about your deepest fears actually happening and actualizing, instead, I want you to allow life to meet you. I want you to meet life. I want you to show yourself that the worst things can happen to you and you will still be okay and you will probably receive more support than you possibly could have imagined. I want you to be living. In fact, I'm going to read to you something that I actually read to my clients in the last session that I did with them. It's from, if you've got the book, it's from the Desire Map and it's page 100. Here's what it says. It says, decide, it's by, by the way, it's by Danielle Laporte. It says, decide to rise, push, turn up the volume, go hard, go harder, reprioritize your aches and pains. Infuse your sensitivities with courage. Tell fear to fuck right the fuck off. Devote yourself to done. There are soul justified reasons to cancel. There are times to just stop. This isn't one of them. Keep going. Show up. Full on. Full tilt. Full out. Decide to be one of those people who pull it off. Do what you say you're going to do. Don't let us down. Decide to rise. Why decide to rise? not for the reasons that you might think. In fact, these are the reasons that will make you sick and tired. Do not rise out of obligation. Do not rise because of feared consequences. Do not rise because you think being tough makes you smarter. It doesn't. Decide to rise because you want to expand your being, your life, your possibilities. Decide to rise because superpowers are meant to be activated and applied in everyday life. Decide to rise and explore your place in the universe. On the other side of deciding to rise is illumination, ecstasy, insight. And the angel of your strength is there waiting and smiling and applauding with a goblet of endorphins for you. Drink up. When you transcend circumstances, you get special privileges. You get evidence that you are indeed amazing and irrefutable proof that what your heart and mind chooses is what matters. And you get the deep knowing that life wants you to win. Decide to rise. Lean in. Listen up closely. It's your soul speaking. And she says, get up. 
I need you. I want you. I am you. Choose me. Lean in. Listen up closely. Decide to rise. See, the thing is, guys, with the work that I do, it goes so much more. It's so It means so much more than just overcoming people pleasing or overcoming procrastination or overcoming self-doubt. Because actually what's on the other side of all of these things is you living a life and doing things that you thought you could never do. Like when I talked about running before and thinking my mind convincing me that I couldn't when you can, you can. It's not easy, but you can do it. And so I want to wrap up this episode by giving you the work that you can follow this episode up with. I hope it served you and I hope it's illuminated parts of yourself that you potentially maybe hiding away from. And if that is where you're at, I just want to encourage you to listen to the next episode of the Inner Work Conversation where I am going to be introducing the Inner Work Club and I am going to be welcoming you in. The link is in the show notes if you want to register your interest or if you're listening in the future, you can join. So um, in this episode, I hope that it's helped you to get closer to your stories But here are the ones that I want to recommend that you go off and listen to next. I want you to listen to episode 105. That episode is about building self-assurance. That episode is a workshop style. You're going to need to sit down with a pen and a piece of paper and some carve some time out for yourself to go through the prompts. It's like a journaling exercise, right? On building self-assurance. The next one is episode 111. And that episode is, again, workshop style. So it's about uncovering your beliefs. That is in direct relation to what we've been talking about today. The next one is episode 118. That is tools for catastrophizing and fear thoughts. When you do this work, what you might realize is a lot of the stories you hold to be true about yourself are fear-based. They're based on fear. They're based on things that you don't want to actualize, you don't want to happen. And so what I want to give to you is some tools for fear thoughts, episode 118. And lastly, episode 124, how your assumptions are holding you back. And that's not really a workshop style, but it is going to give you more tools to navigate some of the things that might have come about in this episode. So just a recap, it's episode 105, building self-assurance, episode 111, which is a workshop on uncovering your beliefs, episode 118, tools for catastrophizing and fear thoughts, and episode 124, how your assumptions are holding you back. I really hope, as always, that this episode has served you. I absolutely love showing up to the Inner Work conversation, and I really hope that you are getting so much from being here and listening along to these episodes. So all that said, please never forget, I am always cheering you on, and I really do hope that you are cheering you on too.